In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. 
Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so the collect for the fourth Sunday of Easter. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of the righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, in chapter 4, beginning at the fifth verse. The rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners, Peter and John, stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who is sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, it has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Here ends the first reading. Our second reading is taken from the first letter of John in chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. We know love by this that Christ Jesus laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment 
that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit that he has given us. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them in also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the Gospel of Christ. That piece of music, uh, well, does anyone recognise it? It is called Chasing Sheep is Best Left to Shepherds. And it comes from the soundtrack to Peter Greenaway's film, The Draftsman's Contract. Music, of course, by Michael Nyman. There seems recently to have been a renewed interest in sheep and shepherds. Philip Walling's Counting Sheep and James Rebank's The Shepherd's Life both published in the last five or six years, come to mind, and I'm sure that there are others alongside the renewed and special interest uh, that we now have in traditional breeds. Walling suggests that the uh, lives of shepherds and those connected with sheep husbandry are in a parallel world, largely unnoticed by the majority of the population. Yet this was not always so. After all, the wealth of our nations was founded upon wool. And of course, in Jesus' day, the flocks were huge, the shepherds numerous, and they were poor and distrusted. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And it's a fine metaphor, 
If you have a flock or have seen a few sheep, Anthea has some in her little paddock, for example, you want to entrust them to somebody competent, honest, capable and reliable. Someone knows what is best for them, who can aid their lambing and collect them from their wanderings when they need to come down from the hills in the winter. Not that all sheep are alike. A few names to think about. The Leicester, Swaledale, Cheviot, Suffolk, Hardwick and so on. All of which have a distinctive appearance. And they do have a varied lifestyle. The sheep of Ronaldsay, for example, travel up and down with the tide and are fond of the seaweed. Sometimes even swimming out to discover tender shoots on little islands. I have taken lunch with a sheep and having gained access to the dining room, refused all efforts to budge him out again. So it is worth, as we consider the metaphor some more, to substitute any view we are holding of white dots of cotton wool on a green hillside with a much more varied population, much more akin to the variety of the human race. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, and we are all of his flock. Of course, when we are out and about in the dale, the sheep are there doing sheepy things, looking strong and independent. Yet, as we know, they need help quite often. My catalogue of rescued sheep and lambs is still growing, and this week Frances's telephone call came with a story of her saving a sheep and her lamb from the Dorset Highway. And we too need assistance quite often, especially when shadowed by sorrow or need. And we are able then to turn to the great shepherd of the sheep in prayer, asking for the help we need. Our shepherd laid down his life for us and will answer our prayers. But most often now they will be answered in the agency of other people. Returning to the letter from John, where we read, And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need, but refuses to help? And this gives a different emphasis to laying down our lives. There are few of us, thankfully, who are called to physically give out their lives, but we are all enjoined to lay down our lives in that sense of dying to self, setting aside our own wishes, dislikes, likes and priorities to help others. And we did see this during the last year in many communities around the country and in our own. The team, for example, which twice a day, every day, for week after week, checked the red and green cards to be sure that residents were safe, had to forgo a warm morning or night at home. And perhaps, on occasion, they had to forgo much more. In this sense, they laid aside something of their own lives and sent us an example. When we read Jesus' words of the Good Shepherd, we need to try to be good shepherds, to one another. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our service uh, this Sunday is uh, coming from the church in Burnham Norton and so we use today the prayers from the communion service in the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all people, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity and concord, and grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes and governors, and especially thy servant Elizabeth our Queen, that under her we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto her whole council and to all that are put in authority under her, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and specially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succour all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace, so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate, 
Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
Yeah, quite surprising. Woo!